Hello, my name is Katie Indy Crow. I am an earth-walking, soul-talking crow person. In other words, a psychopomp. This podcast is a collection of my best stories, earned whilst out on the road, taking care of the planet and guiding the souls who live here. Come on in. Here's some of my psychopomp stories. Hello and welcome back to Psychopomp Stories. I am your host, Katie Indycrow, and it is my pleasure to gather you around to tell you some of the stories of my lived experiences taking care of planet Earth and supporting souls who live here as they make their journeys. In the last installment, I told you a little bit about the Soul Superhighway as a place that is connected to planet Earth that all of us use within the Soul Superhighway, as you recall, I said that there are central places where people go to to make parts of their journey. In this installment of Psychopomp Stories, I tell you about an adventure that I had visiting and taking care of the Grotto of Mary Magdalene in France, which is one of the key soul crossing points of planet Earth. So if you're interested in the story, kick back, relax, Let's dive in. Sometimes I feel like Forrest Gump. I begin my day with some footsteps and I honestly could keep on walking forever. Walking is one of the ways that I feel and connect to the world. And walking is something that a lot of other people do to feel and connect to the planet, too. And for that reason, I will oftentimes find myself on the road to other pilgrimage sites that are important to people. One of the places that I was most excited to go on a walk to was the grotto of where Mary Magdalene is kept. And that is in France. And part of the reason why that was important to me is because... I follow the path of the Magdalene, um, not as it's described in pop culture spirituality, but as it is in truth. And that includes the path that she walked with Jesus. And I'm not trying to indoctrinate anybody. I'm just expressing this part about me. And so many of my journeys have involved following her path or following his path, especially to the sacred and venerated sites throughout the world that are created not only by them themselves, but the people who really honestly and purely connected to them. You know, Jesus and Mary are two of the most powerful psychopomps that the universe has ever seen. And that is why so many people call on them in times of need. It's because they are souls who undoubtedly always moved people where they needed to go, no strings attached. And that is very rare in this universe. So in regard to the grounding of the France part of their teachings, For those who don't know, I will give a little bit of a description. Mary Magdalene is thought to have left after the crucifixion of Christ and to have traveled by boat to land at a place called St. Marie de la Mer in France. And she is thought to have had several other people with her, including her daughter, Sarah, who is, as you would believe, the daughter of Jesus and Mary. 
And there are whole entire spiritual traditions that are built up around that belief. The Romani gypsies and the gypsy people are one of those groups of people. And that is something that I'm going to come back to in later stories, because I'll tell you what, the path of the Magdalene and the path of the Christ have heavily influenced my life. And a lot of what I do has to do with them. And so one story does feed into the, <laughs> the next. And so I'll just put a pin in it and we'll keep going with where we're at today. Mary came to France. And one of the things that she did when she went there is that she continued the teachings that were associated with Christ. There has been a pretty serious erasure of feminine spirituality from the teachings of Jesus, which those of us who know the heart of this find that to be a bit of an abomination in that Jesus and Mary taught together. And Jesus and Mary were part of something that still continues on to this day. And part of what they did together is they created safe soul crossings for people, like I was saying in the last segment. And where Mary did this after the crossing of Jesus was in the hillsides and in the mountains and in the communities and in the riverways of France. And the memory of that tradition and her power there lives on to this day. Although we keep it quiet because she has been so seriously attacked and so have her followers, there is a deep knowing amongst many of us in this world that if you go to the sites of France, if you travel to the Madonnas, if you go to the churches, but most importantly, if you go to the cliffs and the waters, you will find her energy, you will find her voice. And that is why so many people continue to go there on spiritual pilgrimage today, myself included. An important part of this story is the concept of a pilgrimage and why that is important. Because when a person is going on a pilgrimage, what is the reason that they're doing it? There are different pilgrimages for different reasons. And when many of the people go on a pilgrimage to the Magdalene, what they are doing is they are working on either connecting to their feminine power and their power of mystery mastery, which she represents, where they are coming to heal themselves from deep wounding, whether that be things incurred in this life or the other. And the reason why they go to her sites is because she is a powerful psychopomp, always was, always will be. And in her life, she did set things up so that the land would be able to communicate with her, her energy, wherever she is, to help people get moved around safely. And so the grotto of the Magdalene in France is but one of many sites that she created. And so part of my journey as a person who builds and repairs sites is listening to the call. And so one time back sometime in 2018, the grotto started calling me. Although I had been in France multiple times, there were other things that I had to do in Lyon and Marseille, which I will tell more stories about later. This time I was extremely excited because I thought I was going to the grotto to receive a part of my own soul back and to help heal myself from something that I had been experiencing. And I was double excited because on that trip, I was finally going to meet someone that had been a dear, a dear friend for much more than one lifetime. 
and with whom I had been in ceremony for multiple years. And this was going to be the final moment where we get to meet each other and unite all of the energy we had been working on for all of that time and to ground it. And the space that we got to do it was the grotto. And so for us, we had been preparing and we're expecting this to be a very fun and exciting trip. As sometimes happens, when I get called to a place, like I said, I am oftentimes called to fix things that were not working or that had gone wrong there. And so as we arrived into the mountains to begin our ascent to the grotto, as my feet touched the ground and as the physical lift part of the ceremony of going in and aligning the site, which is something I do with my body metaphysically that I can't really explain because it's secret. Uh, <laughs> you'll just have to take my word for it. I immediately began to detect that here at the grotto, there was great energetic disturbance, great spiritual disturbance, and it was seriously negatively impacting the souls who were coming to this pilgrimage site to receive themselves as well as the people who were working with it as one of their crossing points into and out of this world. And in the spirit of the Magdalene, I, of course, had to fix it. A key driving point in my life is this idea that souls are not able to complete their journey until they are unified and whole. And so one of the reasons why you will consistently hear me talk about supporting souls on the move or creating safe crossing points is that when souls get to their person or get to their destination, they are able to finish or complete their work, especially if they're able to do it in their holistic fashion. You see, there are things that happen to people in this life and in other lives that hurt their souls and that tear them into actual pieces. There is also this other part of life where we gradually expand and grow to receive different parts of ourselves. One of the things that is unique about the Magdalene sites is that they are powerful for both. And so they receive a lot of attention and a lot of jealousy if I'm going to be very clear. This is where it's going to sound a little bit like a sci-fi movie, and this is where what I'm going to start talking about is going to deviate from what sounds normal and what sounds really weird. The thing of it is, there are beings who are very interested in taking away the power of souls from other people, and one of the key ways that they do that is they go to powerful sites and in this case, as I discovered, the site of the grotto, and they set up different gates and they work with spiritual and energetic manipulation tendencies and techniques to influence and affect the people who are going there to find inspiration, to find insight. And ultimately, that can and does influence the trajectory and the path of a person's life. One of the things that I noticed as soon as I came into the proximity of this site was that there was in fact an energy net that had been built over it and that that net was in fact partially facilitated by some pretty negative things that had happened specifically to people who were connected to the order of the Magdalene 
on and around that site. Because one of the other things that's kind of unfortunate about working with this order or working with this energy is that it also represents part of the story of the desecration of the feminine. Because the Magdalene was one of also a great teacher about the Christed feminine energy or the the creator connected human energy strand. I don't like the word divine. I don't like the word God because I think they're misused and thrown around a lot. I like to say that they represented, you know, excellence, energetic excellence in human form and that they were in part teaching us about that. And one of the things that happened with the teachings of Jesus and the teachings of Mary is that because they were so powerful, they also became haunted and something that people wanted to own and use for themselves. And there were also some negative things that got done by the church that brought some terrible energy into them, including supporting war and, 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 and giving their actual support to Vlad Impaler during the war with the Turks, which happened. Stay tuned for that story. It's another thing I've been working on. And so over time, eventually the energy of all that negativity had created this pockmark on this beautiful space where souls were be able to, supposed to be able to come and go freely and where people were supposed to have this spiritual experience. One of the other things that I noticed almost immediately as I got there is that trees, which are normally beautiful, powerful conduits of soul energy and light energy, were not feeling the way that they are supposed to feel and in fact when i was making my ascent up the hill which took like triple the time it normally should because the energy was so thick i felt like i was walking in molasses going up it i would stop at tree after tree after tree and the tree would tell me stories about children being hurt there or animals being hurt there or deliberate things to hurt the energy of this site being done there and this was all part of the spiritual wars that we know were going on in france this was part of the conquests this was part of the revolution these are things that actually happened and so the this is where the material and the metaphysical meet those instances did create serious negative energetic polarities in sites that are supposed to be powerful important and uplifting and important to the soul's travel throughout the universe. And so part of what I was doing in that particular visit was getting acquainted with those stories and going from tree to tree, rock to rock, picking up the actual soul pieces that I was finding all over the place and carrying them with me so that I could figure out a crossing point to get them where they needed to go. So continuing on up the hill, I'm with a dear friend who is connected to this story from the very beginning with me. And she, I'm so grateful she was there because it felt like I was taking a physical beating. One of the things about this whole psychopomp deal is that although it is invisible to people and you can't tell that I am any different than anybody else when I'm doing what I'm doing, there is a very real impact on the material world from the metaphysical world and in order for somebody like me to be able to do my job there is this vulnerability because I do it in part by feeling and part of getting up that hill that day and part of retrieving those souls was being strong enough to be able to hear them tell me the things that had got them caught there in the first place because being a psychopomp doesn't just mean you whisk around and just Woo, you're coming with me. It means that you counsel the souls that you find, and it means that you help them achieve peace. 
because a soul, just because it's found, doesn't mean it's automatically going to integrate. There is that pain, which I mentioned earlier. And the pain that these people needed to be heard about was what they experienced and its intentional connection to the desecration of the teachings of Jesus and Mary and also just in general what it had done to them in their lives since then. One of the other key things that comes into play here is that souls will repeat their journey over and over again until they find their pieces. And that's not necessarily a really nice or fun thing, especially if you are consistently living in a society that clouds you from being able to see the metaphysical and that treats things like this as silly and not real. Because what that does to you is it stops you from being able to access the tools that you need to be able to help yourself. And for a lot of people, it's just about learning how to acknowledge that they're hurt inside and learning how to hold the hand of their inner child. And that's one of those things that I teach about in my other podcasts and in my books. So check me out at Crow Medicine Spirituality for the 21st Century if you're up for more of that. This podcast is just for the stories. Finally reaching the top of this part of the mountain, the part where the grotto sits, I was confronted with what is said to be the skull of my favorite teacher other than the planet earth and there she was mary magdalene's skull sitting in a cave surrounded by tourists taking pictures with some lit candles in her majesty uh, at the top of a mountain overlooking the countryside of her most beloved space on planet earth which really truly was france and i had so many different feelings and emotions the first one that I had was, is this real? <laughs> At the time, the vibration of the relic was very low because of everything that was happening in and around that space that I have just described. So I did have trouble identifying with it at that moment. Part of what I did was my own private ceremony that I can't really describe that was supposed to shift out any of the ownership energy that had been placed on her by the orders of beings who had done that negative energy magic in those spaces. You know, I did take the time to mention the stories that the souls told me, and I was so grateful to them because as you're traveling and you're listening to the souls, you are gaining the information of the story of the vibration and how things came to be, how they were there. And so being embedded in the death and destruction of her followers was lowering the vibration overall of the frequency of Mary. And part of my job was to help purify that so that she can speak more freely again. I also worked with those handy-dandy invisible skills I have to repair the energy structure of this site and to repair the energy structure of the crossing points that had been damaged in all of the history that had been happening there. And that includes not just what was at that site itself. You know, some people who are close to this energy even question whether this grotto was actually one of the main ones or if it was just a created site. I do think that it was one of many of the ones that she worked with. And I also think that hanging out in those mountains and traveling through the French countryside in earnest and most especially going into little churches is probably some of the best ways to find and feel that Magdalene energy connection and to receive the miracles that she honestly always commits there. 
many people who have been through France can talk about the relics that are beloved. You know, these Madonna statues that would be paraded out, like the one in Lyon, that stopped the plague from happening in that town. And there is real magic to be had there. I am honored to be called frequently to the sites of the Magdalene to contribute my skills to making sure that that magic continues to survive. And part of how I do that is by earnestly and honestly telling it to you in stories like this. So if you like this story, make sure to subscribe because there will be more like it. I do spend quite a bit of my life doing things like this. Having said all of that, my friends, I think we have reached the natural lull. And so we will put a pin in it until the next installment of Psychopomp Stories, where I will tell you more about the adventures of life lived on the road, listening to the planets, and supporting the souls who live here. If you would like to support this podcast, there are a number of things you can do. First and foremost, liking and subscribing is huge. Thank you. Another great thing is send this along to friends and family who you know might like it. A third way is to sign up for my email list. You can do that at my podcast website, esotericearth.net slash esotericearth. And of course, there is always the ever popular buy me a coffee. That is a little page that we set up where you are able to put in some gifts of support say 5, 10, 15, 20, whatever you got in your pocket and you feel like it towards me as a creator. When you support me in any way, I gratefully appreciate it. And especially in the buy me a coffee sense so that it helps me continue to get new equipment, to continue to do things like get a music license so that I can enhance this audio experience. I love telling stories and it is a joy to be here. If there's anything that you would like to hear about, please email me at katieindycrow at gmail.com. You can also write me in the responses to my Spotify podcast section. There's one open for everyone. Apple people, we will have to communicate via the old email way. I want to hear from you and I want to answer your questions and tell stories that are meaningful to you because psychopomp stories, although are told from my experience, are really the stories of all of us, and they are the story of souls and this planet. More from me soon, your friend, Katie Indycrow. <laughs>